0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the most recent episode of the North vs. South podcast, featuring myself, State, and my co-host, Hefe. Hefe,
1: how are you, pal? I am on top of the world, buddy, and you know why, and hopefully the audience knows why, or they will do in a bit. Yeah, they will indeed. Hefe bet correctly on his team to lose 2-1 and profited from their
0: demise. (laughs) Hefe is very happy for that reason, and that leaves him alone so yeah any of you fans out there who were loyal enough to your teams would not bet against them like that you know fair play to your real football fans but he's from a different breed the southerners the treacherous people they are not loyal to one
1: minuscule
0: and that is exactly why he's happy thank you That that that
1: obviously isn't the reason but i will (laughs) explain my my actions when I watch Watford and they're in the situation they're in where they're pretty damn awful, I think an educated bet <laughs> where you hedge your bets against your team sometimes makes the pain go away when you realise your team is not mathematically but virtually relegated. Depressing, but when you put a bit of money on when they're 1-0 up and they <laughs> to lose 2-1 and they lose 2-1, I didn't know whether to laugh whether to cry, whether to celebrate, whether to punch He celebrated. He celebrated
0: people. He's lying. He celebrated because he bragged about it on a WhatsApp message. (laughs) Um, He definitely celebrated because there is proof. There is photographic evidence as well. And um, the people of the pie chart community would back me up on that. So when someone listens to this podcast from there, please back me up on Twitter by just posting a little message saying, I can confirm, Heath did that. In fact, I could do it myself and just show the message. So
2: there we'll, you go, we'll, we'll talk about
1: it. We'll, we'll talk about this a bit more later on. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's obviously not the reason why I'm happy. Well, you can't be as happy as
0: me, Heath, because my team got promoted this weekend and we'll be playing for next season. Now we won two nil away at Gillingham, relegating Gillingham. And added bonus, we took them at to Town one two nil, and it, again. The only downside we didn't win the title, but you know, we're gonna probably slightly deserve it over us. And it was good to see MK Dons putting five past Plymouth and not getting promoted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see a couple of things on social media about Rotherham. One was how someone had a, a video of all the Rotherham fans pointing for the guy to pass to someone on the edge of the box to score the second goal, mm-hmm. which was mm. pretty amusing. I, and, and obviously they, 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 he played the right pass and the guy kind of hit it in the, in the yeah. near post, which is a really good finish. Have, um, you, have you seen you've seen the film Mean Machine, right? Yes. And it's the
0: second goal where the, the two prison pundits are shouting at you know Trojan to pass it, like, pass it, pass it, pass the fucking ball! <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually Trojan the does pass it, the right person, and he buries it in the governmental. It was an exact replica of that movie. It had it right, right. there.
1: Did you did you see the other bit on social media where someone had picked up on a chap who ran on the pitch about, well, one of your last massive wins to get promoted or something like that, going back to like 2003 or something like that, and they posted it saying, oh, hold on, that's the same chap who was celebrating... <laughs> The other day, and you can see he's obviously putting a bit of weight in himself, but yeah. he's right at the front, running onto the pitch with the players the same as last I, time. I'll t- tell you what, I was
0: like, me, me and my old man were watching it on, on the telly, and I was just like, oh, there, thinking, this doesn't look good. We're just pitch invaded. A team that's got relegated at their place, they're probably outnumbering us three to two, two or three to one or something, you know, how, Rotherham lads have not been the smartest here. Bad, bad move. And you saw like when they got to halfway line each, there was a little bit of point in it. And I thought things are going to kick off here, but luckily it sort of calmed down and everything. The Rotherham lads were picked, were picked up by the fans, the ones who wanted to stay out there and celebrate like that. A lot of the other wiser Rotherham players legged it inside. And I don't blame them because they were about to be mobbed. but but yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you, you struggle, uh, you struggle to struggle stop pitch invasions because let's be honest, the security don't get paid for that sort of thing. Really, you know they get paid pittance and um, they're not trained to to deal with all that. Um, but when your team does it away from them, you're always a little bit worried about that. Look forward to next season's relegation now. So yeah, all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything going, in, going into yeah, going into the new season with full optimism. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Definitely so, but yeah, but I suppose let's, you know,
0: since I've you know, that's my glory done for the season I guess we best get on to the game week review, just to make those aware, I can only pick from the 10 most northern teams in the Premier League, I've got Norwich Wolves and Leicester and everyone above there, then Heath's got the 10 most southern teams, so he's got Aston Villa and then everybody who is then basically M25 and lower, those are the The 10 teams that we can both pick from. So Heath, tell us about your week. I have a sneaky feeling it might have been a good one.
1: It was a good one, mate. It was a good one indeed. I think that the the way that this season has gone, it's got to this point where I feel a bit of a fraud right now, but I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I I got my captain spot on this week. Obviously, as you can imagine, southern team. Realistically, if you've got a southern team, you've not got Hyungmin Son, then you're really not really that smart so he was not only in my team but he was my captain he got a massive 38 points and that was the difference between the the two teams really between my team and state's team i'm not going to sit here right now and, and claim to be a genius you can say to me that you think that maybe i am one given that you know we've had lot <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll crack on with my team. So, Emi e- e- Martinez, he, he got clean sheet as expected against Norwich, and he got an extra point for saves. So he got seven points. My Chelsea defenders, see, you know, it was a bit of a letdown. Really, you, you, they're going away to Everton. Obviously, the fireworks obviously must have kept them up. Aspiraqueta, Alonso, both the one point. James with two. James has been such a disaster for me in, in yeah. the, this part of the season. In fact. I actually maybe. think he could be the villain of my season because I don't think I've really owned him when he's done well this year, maybe once or twice, but I've captained him a couple of times and it's not worked out. But anyway, yeah, so he just got two points. The Chelsea defenders, rubbish. Walker Peters just at one point. I will see Crystal Palace getting that late winner to, to basically get Walker Peters down from two to one point. Then the the well, obviously, I, I, I I'm not going to go through my midfield. I leave that to last. Obviously, Dennis useless. Uh, what a terrible! I did text stake saying my options were Dennis or Watkins. I went for Dennis. What was I thinking? Honestly, yeah. uh, <laughs> I felt like I was trying to save some money for next week, but I was I ready. was gearing on. Obviously, I was going. Yeah, Dennis is the right pick, definitely. Yeah, I, right. silly silly boy, but. Harold Kane uh, ultimately the guys, I, I'd say that you know he's 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 obviously doing very well but it's kind of like probably a slight anti-climax with Kane because they're scoring a lot of goals and he's only getting assists or a goal or, you know here and there so he's like Not yeah the way up, Not exactly the way and I, I can understand people's frustrations because Unlike my team, obviously, I, I can afford to have Son and Kane because I can't, I don't have players like Salah and, and De Bruyne and, um, you know, Fernandes or whatever. But the fact is that most people will be choosing between Kane and Son. And because there aren't many good strikers out there, most would have gone for Kane. And they're probably quite frustrated now, right now, which is fair enough. But yeah, then, then I've got Saka with four points, uh, Ward Prowse with five, he got an assist for the Southampton goal, and Koleszewski. I mean, You're on the bench, yeah, on the bench. came on to assist. I mean, he was he was one of my transfers. I brought him in for Ericsson oh, Got a bonus points for putting thirty-five minutes. I know, I know, and yeah, I brought I brought Koleszewski in for um, Ericsson and I brought in Dennis for Lacazette. And like I say, I could have gone for Watkins. I just. I don't know I guess I guess it is what it is but the main man son 38 points and uh, it was unbelievable I mean 75 points obviously because I took two transfers at 71 points then my bench was actually pretty healthy too because I had Foster with two points Tony with two points I'm still really happy I've got Tony actually cuz I still think he looked pretty lively against Man United but by he got uh, he got a goal but I got books as well there you go yeah so he got a goal got books yeah. Six points and Luca Din came from nowhere. he came from absolutely nowhere and got eight points against Norwich two
0: bonus points he didn't even get an assist
1: that's crazy I mean,
0: I mean well, you know sometimes it just doesn't make sense sometimes that bonus point scoring system like you see some games where like someone scores a goal and gets an assist but it's absolutely shit and gets three bonus points and you. Know, or, you know some Luca Din didn't get any goals or assists but he, and there two goals scored and he gets two bonus points. I, just, I mean I just don't get it sometimes I really no
1: nah, but he the thing about Luca Din is that he was a red before this game week started. So it's uh it was it was a bit of a miracle that he came back and it couldn't have come at a better time because I think Villa have got a double game week next week. So my team's looking pretty decent for next week too but uh, we'll get to that later but overall yeah so 70 75 points obviously 71 uh, I mean, yeah, I can't really talk to say any more because I don't want to give away State's team. So State, let's let's hear what you've got.
0: I don't really have much to say about my team other than utter shit. <laughs> I've been bummed by a man called Jurgen Klopp and also Pep Guardiola. Thank you, Jurgen, thank you, Pep. You have really done a number on me this game week. Probably. I mean I mean, well, there's nothing probably about it. You just have you've done a number on me and Throwing fucking Brendan Rodgers in there as well, a toss-pot. What a set of twats a lot of them are. So, yeah, it's a bad week. You know, big red arrows for me. I've not hit the average points by far. Uh, I've had a mayor like you did the previous week, basically. Mm. 29 points in total. Edison's six points, clean sheet and goal. Joel Matip, I brought him in, you know, for six points for, for Van Dijk. I did a transfer there. There was a reason behind that. Collins got one point for Burnley. He played nine minutes, but they conceded a goal to Watford. I mean, God, who does that? He also got yellow carded. Cancelo, five points. Got a yellow card. Got a clean sheet again. No assist though. Brandon Williams, big one point for Norwich. You know, he only came in because Trent didn't play. So obviously that had to change. Midfield, big three points from Anthony Gordon. Nil points from fucking Kevin De Bruyne because he. Didn't play. Two points. My captain, Mo Salah, he got, he came on for uh, 21 minutes and got a point. So I got big two points from my skipper this week. Well done there, Mo. You've done the job. And then up front, Pookie, two points. St. Maximum two points. Gelhart came on one point, which meant my benchman, McGovern, no points. Cornet didn't play, so no points. Trent didn't play. Madison didn't play. I've got absolutely ruined this week. 29 points. Shit. Is not even the word to use. It would be a much more offensive word to use about my team this week. It's lost me a lot of things. Lost me my top of the table spot in the head-to-head to Heath. He's also now surpassed me on the overall score for the first time I think all season, which is not good. I got knocked out of the North versus South Cup as well. On top of that, I think you know so it's just been a bad, bad week all around. On the it's just you know not good on the fantasy really no good
1: i didn't but, know about the cup <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's all it's all, it's all gone pete tongue everything's gone pete tongue so i oh. think you know this is a time for reflection
1: now Keith. time for a reflection
0: and the reflection is Jurgen klopp and pep are going to be on a snipers list
1: you yeah, had so. a buy through to the next round as well <laughs> I, <know. That's> cool. <laughs> I had to yeah. play a game before that i didn't even know
0: well you know there you go but um it's yeah, it's not good. So I've um I've had a had a nightmare, and the nightmare is very very real, and it's called
1: game week thirty
0: five. Oh, on on a
1: positive note, mate, because yeah. all of your players got rotated all in the same week, it means that you got a good chance they won't be rotated this game week.
0: Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. You just can't trust any of these dickheads anymore, can you? And the tr- when when and when you lose the trust, that's it. It's all gone. Once the trust is gone, what what what's the left to do? So we'll have to see. But I've got some plans for, my, for the next game week, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm a bit more confident because once the Champions League fixtures out of the way today and tomorrow, they don't have another Champions League European game now until after the season's finished. The FA Cup finals not until sort of what, sort of another three weeks away. You're then looking at. They're going to play their best players, all these teams, because they've got three or four games in a row, which they don't have to worry about the European games. They can just look and get the wins. And they've got some of them who've got tough games, so they're not going to look to drop points, hopefully. So we'll see. But yeah, bad,
1: bad, bad week at the office. Thank you very much. It's really exciting now because, like I say, all your players are going to play next game week. There's so many doubles that who knows? But it does mean now you have to win this game week coming up. You have to. Because if yep. you don't, then it means that you're going to have to win the two after that just to draw it. So there's a lot yes. of pressure on this game week, mate. You have to put a lot of time and effort into it. And we'll talk about um, that in a bit. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I've got plans. Big plans. I, I, I can see it in your eyes right now. You want to move on to our, our next feature. <laughs> and uh, and we, will, we will do that. This is the Michael Keane-inspired shit list where we pick a maximum of five things, players, anything, VAR, referees, weather, each other, anything. This has pretty much been the feature, has basically stuck with us all year round because we've both had a lot to complain about. And isn't that the British way, right? Just to have a moan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. no matter where you're from in, in, in England or the UK, it's it, north, south, east, west, doesn't matter. We all have a bit of a moan. 100%.
0: Cannot fault a moan. It's, it's all there. It's all
1: good. Okay, yeah. So, let's hear this this shit
0: this. Jurgen Klopp is on there. He's number one. He's the number one choice, is Jurgen. He fecked up my team. He fecked it up my life. I captain Salah. I had Trent. This was all meant to be perfect. Clean sheet bonus for Trent. You know, maybe an assist. Big Mo, grabbing a couple of goals. Liverpool, you know, getting... A decent win against Newcastle in the end. They just about got over the line with their system and was not happy with it. You know, so Klopp's just on there. He's just screwed me. I've not enjoyed that type of scene from him. And Pep's followed him as well. It's like, oh, well, we don't want to do this to you. We'll do this to you for the 12.30 game. And then at the 5.30 game, we'll fuck you up again.
1: Cheers, Pep.
0: <laughs> great, great, pal. I'm so happy you decided to do that to me. You know, just just while things are getting, you know, things are getting bad. The only good thing Pep did was, was he played Foden, played Diaz, and I've got them in my draft team. So I've had a good week, draft week. My draft team's it like sixty odd points. Cheers for that. But I'm not interested in that right now. So them okay. two are on there, and so, so that's that's fun. Fun with that. To be fair, a lot of my anger's just vented towards them two because they really did just shaft me, and I'm not happy with them. Rogers. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, I mean, not playing Madison. I should have seen it, knowing it were happening, and it's not as big of a deal as the other one. But I'm still there thinking, you know, Brendan, you just—I don't think it's working for Leicester by doing this rotation thing at all. You know, they're getting turned over by teams. You know, and you know, it's—it's it's like they've got the—they've got a big game, obviously against Roma. Um, Hopefully get knocked out of that. To be honest with you, I would love to see them get knocked out, and then they could focus on playing some players. The next games, they've got two very winnable games. They've got Everton at home. Everton are shy away from home, and they've got Norwich at home, and Norwich is just shy in general. So the next two games, you know, come on, you got to be playing them. Get some, get some fantasy points on the board. You know, look at finishing your season strongly, and and trying to get the um, you know trying to get that sort of them. Um, as high as a possible finish. You know, you get a, bit, a few extra million for finishing and maybe a place or two higher in the Premier League, don't you? So, um, yeah, I think maybe you should do that. So, yeah, Brendan's on there. So, it's managers this week. No no players on, on my shit list, really, this week because they, can, they can't help being shit, some of them. You know, just that's just part of it. My, my squad's not about, you know, Sam Maxim and Gelhart and getting me loads of points, Brandon Williams. You know, they're just, you know, they're squad players. You know, they don't they don't play. You know, Trent's about, Madison's about. So, yeah, that's it. that's it for my shit list. Probably, you know, it's not as lengthy as normal, but the anger is all purely towards managers. Really strong towards you.
1: You need to up your game, boys. What about you, Heath? I feel that. I look at your situation, like I say, I, I feel like this is going to be the last time you have to worry about rotation. <laughs> I've been very, very fortunate with the rotation. It's worked in my favour on many occasions and... I know that with Spurs, those guys aren't going to get rotated, especially when they've got something to play for. So, And they're not in any cups or anything. So, yeah, um, I've been very, very fortunate. But my shit list is pretty basic. There's no players on mine either. My shit list is two football clubs who both play in yellow, who have both effectively either been officially relegated or virtually relegated in Norwich City and Watford. I think that it's a real, real pity that both have gone down the way they have. It's similar to how it felt with Fulham last season and West Brom. It just felt like they just never really got properly going. And all it's going to take is Norwich to get a point in the next four games. And I think Watford will finish bottom because I just can't see where a win's coming from. They couldn't beat Burnley. They couldn't beat Leeds at home you know they've really really struggled and the fixtures coming up aren't that much easier so I really do genuinely believe that unfortunately I think my club's going to finish bottom but at the same time I mean it what it does it adds a little bit of excitement for next season you know I try and go to as many games and championship as I can and I try and go to some new away games that I've not been to so that's exciting for me personally uh, it's, it's a difficult one. You, you've got the same situation as, as I have you know, with, with Watford, with Rotherham, where they, 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 they're miles better than anyone in League One. They come up to the championship and struggle. So I'll be lying to you if I said that I thought Watford would get ready to go this year. I, I really, really genuinely thought that we'd made our mistakes the first year round. And I thought we would stay up this year round because I just thought we would buy God, the right well. players in January. We've never really yeah. put in a run of games, so that's the problem. We've got results in in certain games where you wouldn't expect us. We've got six points out of Aston Villa, four points out of Man United. We could get a double over Everton if we beat them at home. So it's like yeah. you know, it's just it's just really odd, you know. And then you know, like I say, we, we, we can't. We, we've been awful against the teams down, the, you know, in the bottom half of the table. Really, so we hundred percent deserve to go down. There's there's only two teams in the Premier League that 100% have been by far the worst. And, yeah, I mean, I guess the shit list will have to include that other team that joins us. Fingers crossed yeah. it's one of those bigger clubs out of the out of the three. Who are you thinking, mate, right now? If if you had to actually put money on it, who would you go with? Speaking with Leeds fans, I think they all, all seem to be, like, consigning
0: themselves to relegation. They're, they're, you know, they're all... They're all shitting themselves, to be fair, and I can see why because you know you look at the running and you know they've got a much tougher running, haven't they? Leeds, you know, look who they've got left. You know, I mean, game week thirty six, Leeds have got Arsenal away and Chelsea at home in the double game week, whereas well, Everton have got Watford away and Leicester away. Now, Everton's away form is not great, but Leicester and Watford aren't exactly in great form and. Leicester, you know, you could fancy having to do that. So, you know, even by then, you know, it could be done with Burnley. got Villa at home, Burnley in good form. Villa had been in poor form, barring beating Noich. But let's be honest, I think every man and his dog beating Noich at the moment. You know, so, I mean, it's between them three, as we said. Next game week, Leeds have got a big one at home at Brighton, haven't they? You know, but, you know, again, Everton have got double header, both at home, two games at home against Brentford and Palace. And Frank's got them winning games at home. Not just against Shy, well, Man United are Shy, but he's beating, he's beating the better teams. He's beating Chelsea. He's beating Man United. They should have got some out of the Man City game at home. To be fair, should have Everton, and they were much better at Anfield as well recently. So you know, he seems to have gotten set up in a good way, and you know, the the sort of battling, battling hard to sort of stay up, and they have got the players of Everton to, to cause teams problem. You know, Richardson finally getting a goal there. You know, we know on his day what he can do. You know, the young lad, Gordon, Damari Gray, you know, Devon, you know, exciting players, but, you know, they work hard, but that means Chelsea can do something on the break a bit more. So I think, you know, Leeds are, at the moment, I would say Leeds are the favourite to go down. The old points on the board thing, I'm not seeing that especially there, but, I mean, I think, yeah, Leeds fans are definitely worried um, about it. You know, they've got, got some big games coming up. They've got Brighton at home. And then they've got Brentford away last game at season, whereas Burnley have got Newcastle at home. Yeah, they've got to play Spurs and, and Villa in a double game week um, for them. They've got Villa at home. Yeah, they've got Villa coming up twice, haven't they, Burnley? So, yeah. yeah, Leeds are the ones I'd be worried about more than anyone by the last game of the season. They could already be down if um, results go against them, basically especially if they don't pick up anything out of the, the Arsenal and um, Chelsea games they could be in deep deep
1: trouble. I, I personally think that Burnley are going to go and it's yeah. not anything to do with the fact that yep yeah, they got a great result against us but the fact is that they were dreadful, we were dreadful and the fact is the only reason why they beat us was because they were playing a, a much worse team than than anyone else in the Premier League so I will say that Burnley, I think that they'll be, be the ones, I just think that Leeds and Everton I just feel like they'll get results Everton will get results at home, That their home form will be enough to keep them up and I think that Leeds will probably get enough points from a random they'll beat Arsenal or they'll, you know, they'll beat someone out of the blue because they have that in their locker, they've got some couple of very, very good players who can turn things very quickly around for them and they have like the, the fans, I think Burnley are even though they've got the momentum at the moment, I just think that it it will turn around next week, and you'll see, um, yeah, you'll see the, the two bigger clubs getting themselves out of it somehow, which we don't want. <laughs> we want them to get ready to go, especially Everton. I mean, I, I I don't really have the. It's it's been nice to see Leeds in the Premier League, and to be honest, maybe they've had one season too many. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was good. They they were one of the best teams last year, without a doubt. Everton just can't stand them i think you know just seeing what they did before that chelsea game was just should put them on the shit list really but yeah <laughs> i don't even want to talk about them but Jerry, yeah Yerry arena could go on it arena <laughs> oh god that's disgraceful yeah what an absolute yeah. disgrace yeah. i mean he i remember he got all kind of in england's face when we played Colombia yeah. in the world cup yeah, yeah. and i remember thinking oh this guy's got a bit of a he's a bit of a character and he'd be interesting to see what he's like at Everton I mean wh- when he's been at Everton he's been injured most of the time but when he has played he's he's a nuisance isn't he but, um, yeah. he's certainly not a, a gentleman on the pitch is he but that that was dreadful that was dreadful another bit of play acting but yeah again not going to waste my time on that
0: fair enough well now, nah, good good mate I like it different type of shit list I think you know that's good good to see some teams there and, and well like you said see who, who else might join that by the end of the season, really, to be honest with you. So, yeah. That takes us on to the North of South League and
1: Cup update. Keith. can you tell us what's been going on in the League and the Cup? I'll start with the League, and, and I'll get straight to it, really. At the moment, El Badger Poopers is miles adrift of high-tech FC. It looks like he's going to get the wooden spoon for this season. Quick mention for Harrison Copley and Eddie Moran. They're now both even on points. So they're mates. They've both got 1,511 points. And they're in 27th, 28th, respectfully. Uh, It's it's a lovely little tussle between the two of them. Joe Hadley's trying to get himself out of relegation, but he's about 200 points behind the next person. So it's going to be unlikely. uh,
2: (laughs)
0: Can I say one thing? Harrison taken on board our Michael Keane
1: shit list and got him in his squad for just to, you know for that reason
0: or is he or yeah
1: is he and, just... and and Michael Keane's obviously got him the points that he needs by not playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's the case. But yeah it, it looks like it's it's a, a lovely little rivalry between the two of them that'll go into the the last kind of three game weeks of the season. Just like ours mate. Then another mention for uh, Big Ben Marion. I think the fact is that he's the only person who's who's come close to my score this week. My assumption is, just looking at his team, he's probably got Sarnas. No, he's got Kane as captain, but he's had his team have had an absolute stormer. So he's got Laporte, Robertson. He's got... We'll get to him. <laughs> he's got Saka, Yota son all good points Watkins kana's captain so he's got plenty of points and then he's got our man all the way back from our second podcast headlined our second podcast this was Josh Brownhill who was um, mistakenly called Marcus Brownhill for the whole podcast and then we realized his name was Josh <laughs> Brownhill and we had a little laugh about it It was yeah. a bit amateur hour but he was the one who scored the winning goal got three bonus points and got Burnley those yeah got those those really important three points to get him out of the relegation zone so yeah he, he had an absolute I mean he deserves more credit than I do because I just had one really good player he had a team full of good players but the theme in this week is that the southern teams have done pretty well basically and then we go to the top Mike Matthews has, has tracked down Conor Tobin he's now three points away from second place he had a big week 59 points, Connor with just 27. Let's have a Connor. What went wrong? He had Less than less less than me. Yeah, so he had Salah's Captain Sterling, he had Havertz, Werner. Oh, I can't. I, if you'd have seen his team at the beginning he of the season where by, he's by got By Klopp roulette. Had, yeah, but he he's had he's had a stinker there. Mike Matthews, let's have Klopp's a look at him. him. Klopp's destroyed him. Yeah. Um Mike Matthews, 59 points. He had he had Kane as captain. He had Son in his team. Saka, Van Dijk, yeah, yeah had Hulk yeah. Kate and, and Taylor as well. So happy days for Mike Matthews. And then, and then Kevin Barnard, Crucible FC, still top of the league. And yeah, I think to be honest, I, I'll be surprised if he if he doesn't go on and, and actually win it now. He's, he's got a decent lead. He, he's got 50 points. So he took a four point hit. He had Kuzeski, Kane as captain, Cash at the back with Laporte and Robertson. Saka, Coutinho, well, Coutinho just got a clean sheet point, but that was about it. But yeah, he, he did all right, 50 points. And like I say, he's he's, he's now kind of got well, it looks like, yeah, 70-point lead on Conor Tobin in second. So it looks like he's going to go out and hold out and, and win the, the first ever North v South um, league. Now, we're going to quickly move on to the cup and, and let you know what happened. All right, so we'll start from the beginning. This is in the round of 32. So Connor Tobin beat Jason by 78, 73. Then we had El Badger Poopers, got an away draw against McGinn and Tonic, lost 33 to 26. Then we had, oh, mate, this is where you've you've gone. First round, Simon Jones, Warbones, 62. James Simons, Northern Super Kings State is out, 47. Oh, that's a big shock. Big shock, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously focusing on the league and, and and rotating the team around for that, right? Then Braver Jeva he had a home tie against Brad Usteridge's four now's a tie now and, and lost. Then the big man, he seven all stars, comfortable win against you, Pettercheck yourself, seventy hey, to thirty one. Another seventeen.
0: That's a full seven team is you Pettercheck.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. There we go. Ben Marion. I mean, the form that this guy is, is showing is incredible. Last week, 101 versus Sean Convy's 37. I mean, that is a spanking and a half. Then we had a tie between Zoe Maria and Paul Pond, the great deal, and Dirty Sancho. And Dirty Sancho sneaked through with a tie break due to conceding the fewest goals, which yeah. so they make it up so as they go alone.
0: Well, no, the, so it goes by most. <laughs> goals scored in the game week. If that's tied, then it goes to the fewest goals conceded in the game week, and then it's virtual coin toss, so I'm guessing that their teams had scored the same amount of goals, so it was down to the clean sheets or the lesser the goals conceded.
1: Well, I mean, I think you've had a raw deal there, Zoe Maria, but fair enough. Uh, I won't say this next one, all right? The next one was the biggest shock of the game week, but Bailey Mark uh, beat Joe Hadley, John Rogerson... Easy win against Pavlos Lossi. Then we had a tight one between Ryan Bennett and Ian Helliwell. Bennett coming out the winner. Chris Harrigan lost to Summit Deer. Oh, Summit Deer, we haven't spoken about him for a while, but he used to be one of the leaders at the very beginning. Mike Matthews, I mean, realistically, he would have been disappointed if he didn't get a win against Sam Diamond, who's who's near the bottom of the league. Mike, obviously, yeah. looking for second place. Sean Boyle with an away win against the Cameron. And then, oh, the the tie of the round, Harrison Copley versus Eddie Moran. Eddie Moran came out on top, went through to the next round. Ashton Horner got a bye through to the next round. And then the shock of the the round was FPL gluttony, Veldora Tempest with 69 to the current leader, who's 70 points ahead crucible FC Kevin Barnard went out in the first round so there's hope for everyone else anyway the next round okay so this is the round of 16 so after such a, a emphatic win by Veldora Tempest he then goes and places third in the league Mike Matthews and he's out Mike Matthews wins 59 to 30. And obviously Valdor has had two very difficult games there and he'll be happy with his first round win, but disappointed he couldn't go any further. Then Ben Marion keeps that form up. He's beaten Bailey Mark. He's through to the quarterfinals. Simon Jones, the one that you're currently waving your fist at right now. (laughs) you little bugger, (laughs) You, He's going to beat John Rogerson. get you. (laughs) And a tight one between Summit Deer, but unfortunately he's gone and he's out to Simon Dent. Go on, Dentos. Dentos, Dentos. go on, McGinn and Tonic. Paul Pond, who just about narrowly got through against Zoe Maria. He goes and absolutely hammers Ashton Horner, who, to be fair... That's what you get for getting a buy. Exactly. (laughs) You can't have a buy in every round, Ashton. (laughs) Um, And then, well, I mean, you know, the big man, he's... He's 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 working out at the right time to to hit form. So, I um yeah I do call myself the big man and, and talk about myself in the in the third person. I am that sad. But anyway, now the Southern All Stars beat Brad Utteridge's four hours at tie now. Yeah, go on, go then we had a, a very a crazy score uh, okay. between Eddie Moran, who's fourth from bottom, against Connor Tobin, who's he's having a good season. Eddie Moran, yeah, he's Eddie Moran won by two points. So I mean, we're going to have a, a true underdog story here. Then we had Ryan Bennett winning by four points on Sean Boyle. So the route, the the quarterfinals as they stand are Southern All Stars Heath versus the Dirty Sancho Paul Pond McGinn and Tonic Simon Dent versus M Mike Matthews. That's a juicy tie, that one. Spudge United Ryan Bennett. Up against our man, Maid Marion. man, Form man! <laughs> King well, Gary
0: Ryan, I I work with Ryan. Ryan, I work with him, and you know, good lad. I, I I've told him that you know you've got the informed man at the moment. He's it's gonna be. He's gonna be pretty
1: nervous, isn't he, going into that tie? Yeah, yeah he's, he's,
0: <laughs> he's, not, he's probably not expecting much from it, to be fair. But I think everyone wants. Mr. Eddie Moran, king in the south, the window, don't we? Well, this is
1: it—the last quarterfinal. It uh, are the two that have basically shocked the world. Yes, the world. Eddie Moran, who somehow has made it, who is having an absolute somehow got through to the next round with twenty-nine points. <laughs> he faces your nemesis, Simon Jones of Warbones. And I gotta be honest, you know Eddie Moran, he's got he's king of the south, so I'd like to uh, see him progress. No offense, I, si. um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it should be good. And and I think Stan and I did say that we were gonna get some kind of prize for the cup winner. I mean, I could be I could be bringing it oh, home. Mate. You. You I could know. be bringing it home.
0: You, you do you do get a prize, pal. Sorry, it's <laughs> it's not it's not it, the prize does not go out to the, the league administrators, the league and cup administrators. Literally, Mushes. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to come off this and I'm going to give Dirty Sancho a text and try and get in his head so he overthinks it and makes a, makes a minus eight or something. Hopefully, he listens to this after he does the, uh, the minus i He's <laughs> got a better <laughs> chance of getting through to the semi. But yeah, so um, guys, you know, the, the league's been brilliant all season, but now we've got the cup and the league. I mean, there's no excuses now. You've got to keep on top of your teams. If you're still in the cup, you really have to understand that there's some, one hell of a prize coming your way if you win this cup. And there's only, there's only eight people left in it. So good luck. Big time, big time. But good work all around, guys. Absolutely loving it. You know, that, that was the North versus South Mini League update and obviously the Mini, mini Cup update. And now we move on to our next feature. So our podcast review, that's come back after having a week off last week. And this week we looked at a very, very interesting podcast called the FPL experiment. If you have not listened to this this podcast before, just to give you a quick idea of what the FPL experiment's all about. This is three chaps who basically have decided they're going to pick one team between the three of them that's pretty much the gist of it and they kind of come up with ways to to make their transfers and at the end of it, they revel or whatever, I guess, with their team. Think, so Yeah, I think they've all got one of their own
0: teams as well and then just done a, a joint one as well, I think. Um, but yeah, this is mainly talking about that, yeah, that experimental team. So yeah, no, definitely.
1: State, do, do you want to kick us off of what, what you thought of this podcast?
0: Yeah, I mean, Tell you what, I've been, I've enjoyed listening to it. A lot of the podcasts we've listened to, you know, they've been probably similar lengths to our own, you between an hour and an hour and a half. These guys do a short, sharp, faster sort of one, you know, anything between thirty to forty-five minutes. Generally, they don't tend to go much much longer than that. Probably because they might kill each other, you know. To be to be fair, we've been some of the some of the debates that they have. If we'd go much longer. One of us is going to drive over to the other house and you know, smash their head in, who knows, football factory style. But i tell you what, now, nah, really good, really interesting. It's good to hear, like, how you go about, sort of, you've got three people trying to sort of figure out a team. Um, I've listened to a fair few other episodes. I mean, one of the episodes I listened to was a fantastic one. It was on March the 9th, and it was a rant at the start by Adam, who sort of, is, uh, who sort of posts it, and it was absolutely brilliant basically just slating the other two about this wild card thing. And they ended up playing the wild card that week and he was just like, yeah, that absolute meltdown at them. They were fantastic. They were ranting hmm. the Northern highest quality. So a fair play to you Adam on that. Yeah. No, nah, I think, you know, they, they've got good knowledge. They obviously know a bit about it, but I'll tell you what's good about it. I think if you're a casual player, you'll like it. I think if you're a serious player, you should still like it because there's great banter going on there. But, it's just good to see that th- these guys make wrong decisions and bad decisions, just like me and you do, Heath, and just like pretty much most people in FPL do. We all make bad decisions. We all think, oh, this is going to go well. They-, they did the wild card, and they put Willock in, and I remember a mate of mine doing that the same week and captaining him and because um, I get a double game week. Hmm. And it was absolutely atrocious, but hearing someone else do that, I was just like, I told my mate, about it. I was like, oh, you'll like this podcast. Go have a listen to it and let me know what your thoughts are. He comes back to me and he goes, you did that on purpose. We were talking about Willard, didn't you? And I went, damn right I did you. For <laughs> wasted half an hour of your life just to give you that shit. But now nah, they're, they're really good. I think, yeah, there's really good banter, some decent knowledge in there. And I like some of the little mini competitions they've set up between themselves. Like, they all choose a differential for each game week. They don't necessarily put them in their experiment team, but they do that to give you an idea. And then they sort of see who... Sort of done better each week, so a little bit of competitive edge there. So they've got their own team, I think. Each, but this experimental team, it's interesting. You don't get that, and it's difficult to do because you're never gonna. You're all gonna have different views and different takes. But they use a good voting system. You know, if the majority gets the decision, that player tends to go in. But they obviously, you know, don't just make willy nilly transfers every week. They're still trying to sort. You know, do it right and. If they don't need to make a transfer one week, they don't do that. But I think, um, yeah, de- decent. What were you all for, Steve? I
1: love this idea. I, 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 you know, obviously, whenever we do these reviews, we always come back to our own to see why we chose what we did. Right. right. And the one thing that we really tried to get on on board was some kind of niche. I'm sure I say this, uh, sound like a broken record, but I just love the idea that. FPL, is, at the end of the day, is a competition. We're all against each other. We're all competing to, to, to finish top. I mean, realistically, there's only one person who can do that. But I love the togetherness on this. You know, they make the, like you say, that you hear every single ounce of their thoughts towards each and individual player. And I, I just like the idea of how they go about making the decisions i think the idea that they can get a podcast out there for under 40 minutes is really really kind of intriguing yes. and yes. i just I, I mean i you know you you picked out something that it amused you why what, what really amused me was one of the chaps was um home alone and uh, his missus had gone away so he was talking about how he doesn't spend any money on food which is so <laughs> what i do And never go anywhere near the shops when my missus goes away. And the the idea of a freezer tapas where you just basically have whatever's left in the freezer and mix it up. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I guess... I've Done that before when I was younger, but I never thought to think it like yeah. so, so give it such a classy name, you know. Yeah, um, it was
0: he was out of the out of the cellar, wasn't he? It? it was allowed in the mayor,
1: the front lounge, the front living room, wasn't he? I think for the that's first right. time since Christmas, he said. <laughs> that's right. But what I what I liked about that, just picking that out specifically, is the fact that these guys are friends, they're mates. They're not just talking about FPR, they are having a bit of a laugh about what's going on in their social situation, they are talking about external things. And I think that realistically, sometimes uh, some of the podcasts maybe we've done, have been a bit heavy on FPL. And let's not forget, this is these are FPL podcasts. So, of course, they're every right to but personally, I like the idea that these guys are giving us a bit more than FPL and they're talking about themselves and you get to know what they're like as people. And they seem like good guys. Now, I didn't quite know too much about this podcast before you, you, you pick this one out. And when I heard about it, I thought, oh, I wonder what the experiment actually is, you know. And now I've listened mm-hmm. to it. Love the idea. You can go in so many different directions with it. And yeah, I think they've done a really, really good job of presenting it in the way they have. I just can't understand how they make these big decisions with the chips, you know, like how do, how do they get to that point, you know, where they've all yeah. agreed to do their free hit or or bench boost or something like that. Cause there's such well, big moments in the season. It,
0: that's you know? the funny one. One of the ones said ninth of March episode, if you want to know how they played the wild card, uh, you got to go on that and you just got to piss yourself laughing at Adam's rant. It's fantastic because it got briefly mentioned or something on, a, on their WhatsApp group, obviously about it. And then I think it then turned out on the Saturday, said they were going to do the wild card or something or one of them did, but one of them was out. So he couldn't, he couldn't get involved in mm. it and, the Friday night, there were two of them out, and it was just like it was just an absolute sort of mess. It sounded like, but it it was just brilliant to see them sort of getting getting to that point. I think so. Yeah, it was it was fun to see, to be honest with you.
1: There's another theme here with this podcast, just like all the others, that they know their stuff. They really do, and they they know these players inside out. It's it's um it's definitely one of those things where you can you can't really. Yeah, Uh, get away from that really I I guess if you're going to do if you're going to create some kind of content when it comes to certain topics you have to know your stuff but these guys they really know their stuff they've got a lot of common sense between all of them and um and I you know whenever it was quite interesting because I was kind of like catching up with the last four and I was kind of listening to them remembering the same well same similar-ish decisions about getting excited by someone like Havertz or Werner and then now you look at it and go oh God, or james someone like that I mean, i'm just yeah. naming chelsea oh, players but that's it yeah no that's it though that's a beauty of them because there's
0: three of them as well there's a 100 chance that one of the threes probably said something that you're thinking of and it and they are and it's you just you know whether you make that decision now they've got to sort of get buying from someone else to make that decision as well generally speaking i think it puts your mind a bit at ease as an fpl player as well like it's good that you see it, you hear and you see in these things. And that's what's good about podcasts. I think you get to, if you listen to them, you get to hear that other people are having these same deliberations that you are. Or you know, what's going to screw me over on Pep Roulette or Two Shell Roulette or, you know, Clock Roulette this next week? You know, you, they talk about that stuff. It, yeah, was is Werner that, that sort of person to go to? They, you know, if you go back, they were all talking about Dot T, then. You know, doing great for Spurs, and then giving him the kiss of death, and then he gets injured, and that's him done for the season. You know, it's, you know all these things get said, and you, and they're all things that a lot of FPL players think, and it's just those little sort of percentages add up to whether your team might do well that week or not do well that week. And like, yeah, I think it's good, and yeah, it's just nice, easy listening. That you know, I flew through. You know, ex—I can't remember how many I've listened to, to be fair, of them, but you can just fly through them because they are short sharp fast but you still get plenty of content in there as well and you know the the very direct um in in terms of what they're going through they seem to have got the you know their structure and process through pretty nicely as well love the um the old (laughs) the the old high pitched voice for is it is it
1: for the differential or i think so yeah
0: yeah but yeah absolutely brilliant you know some balls haven't dropped with that sort of type of voice you'd sometimes think but yeah it's a great 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 voice in, to put on for that so and I think you know that little sort of thing's quite nice as well like they do a little bit of competitiveness to see what what they you know to, to add a bit more internal team flavour to it as well I guess
1: anything you didn't like about it
0: well I mean they, they, they could probably just add more when you've got three of you there you could really add a bit more probably to it I guess so but, you know, they obviously like to keep it short, sharp, and sweet, and I, there's nothing wrong with that either. I think, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, you know I'm sure we've had a few episodes where we've gone on a bit longer, but, you know, I think they could, you know, they don't even necessarily keep to that sort of under 45, 50 minutes thing. They could they could push it a bit further. They could add a bit more into it if they wanted to. Most of the episodes I thought about, their, their structure's the same, I know our structure is the same generally as well, but we sort of mix things up sometimes, you know, bring a few a different feature in, take one out and that. And Maybe just, sometimes you could just maybe do that every now and then just for something different to throw in there. That would be my, maybe my only sort of my thought process on it. But again, you know, it's not something that I'd say they have to change, but just throwing that something different in for an old episode here and there, it's, it's quite
1: sometimes nice to, to put something new in, new in there. Yeah no I, I completely understand me and I think that when I, I listen to them I, the only thing I would say is that there's just it is the banter is brilliant really enjoyed the banter I would say that it is I mean it is literally just talking isn't it really it's like that that is kind of there's not a huge amount of kind of creative uh, juices that have gone into the podcast but at the same time like I say it's very difficult to do that and still keep it below 40 minutes so I think that that's probably where they're going to um, the, be happy to keep it yeah. that way. Yeah, a good thing,
0: because they record Tuesday nights, I think, don't they? They, they do get some in-game sort of game week players mm. and comments as well sometimes, which is quite good.
1: What would you rate this, this podcast out of, um, out of 10? I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think that's the highest you've scored, isn't it? Have I done another? Oh, no, sorry, nine. Juice FPL Juice, you gave a nine as well so it's a joint equal yeah that's right yeah. well i mean th- again this this na- next question seems um seems a bit irrelevant because you know i'd be surprised if you don't yeah. but would you recommend it to to other people
0: yeah and i think it you know i think it can cover all all types as well so you know like i said if you're not massive into your podcast but you like listening to fpl stuff because it's nice and quick you know you, you know that's good as well if you're not your podcast and you know you can get through a couple of episodes nearly in a lunch break you know so it's you know you know or you commute very very comfortable so yeah definitely recommend it
1: nice and and would you listen to it again
0: yeah yeah i would i've um sort of set reminders to for it to remind me to sort of listen to it you know on the the wednesday or sort of thursday you know after they've recorded on the tuesday
1: yeah awesome I gave FPL juice nine and a half and I love that podcast, right? I've listened to it a few more times since we've done it. It's not going to be able to get nine and a half, but I don't think it's that far away, but I'll give it an eight out of 10. i love the idea. I think they got the, the guys are very easy going kind of guys. You just want to go down the pub with and have a chat with about, you know, football, <clears throat> fantasy football, whatever. They just seem like decent guys and they know their shit. So Definitely giving it a high score, eight out of 10, without a doubt. I would 100% recommend it to people. I think that it gives you something that not many other podcasts give you. Because it's short and sweet, it is less is more kind of thing. So it gives you that, you know, a quick conversation about what they think for this game week. And then that's it done. And I think that really does appeal to, to someone like myself who, like I say, if you already listen to one or two podcasts, you can't do two more if they're quite long, they go over an hour. So you have to respect the fact that people have a lot of time in their day. And then I'd say, you know, would I listen to it again? I would listen to it again, but I don't think I'd be as enthusiastic to listen to it. Like I would do for the FPL juice. Excellent. Well, now nah, well, hopefully
0: um, people enjoyed the, that, the, the podcast review this week. And um, obviously I, Big, big hats off to FPL experiment. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. So, moves us on to our
1: game week preview. Yeah, big game week coming up. Eve. what are the plans?
2: Mate, it's, it's
1: huge. And the, the thing for me is that I've put without really... Like, I mean, things have just fallen really nicely into place for my team. That I'm now in a situation where I'm looking at it and going, could I, t- could I take someone out with a double? for someone who's got a good single. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting place to be. But basically, I've got, at this very moment in time, I've got 10 players playing double games. And then I've got, basically, uh, this. I should have kept my bench boost for this. this. I mean, this has got bench boost written all over it. I mean, so I use it so prematurely, but it is what it is. Anyway, so I've got Martinez in goal. Aston Villa, I've got Burnley away and Liverpool at home. So I'm, I'm more confident of having him than Foster with Palace away and Everton at home. I think Watford could keep a clean sheet, but I can't imagine that they would be massively confident right now because they know that they're pretty much down. So I'm going with Martinez. Who knows? He might get a lot of save points against Liverpool and he might get a clean sheet against Burnley. But either way, I'm more confident for him than I am Foster. Then I've got the three Chelsea defenders I mean, I'm not massively happy with having all three at the back, but again, they're playing Wolves at home and Leeds away. You could imagine, you could see him getting two clean sheets if they are disciplined. So i have got equator James and Alonso. I'd imagine that all three of them will, will play unless Tuchel starts rotating it around knowing that they've got third place sewn up. So, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm going to make any changes to those guys. To be honest, I'm not, really thinking about making actual transfer, but we'll see. Uh, Luca din like I say he's come from nowhere. He adds to that another, another player who's got a double game week. So yeah, he he's in there at the moment. Then I've got Saka. He's got a double game week. He's got leads at home and, and Spurs away. That Spurs game is going to be huge. And then I've got my Spurs players. So I've got Sun, kozeski and Kane, Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. Not the easiest fixtures, but you know Conte just knows how to, to to win those big games. That Liverpool game is also huge. I mean, Spurs have got these these two games are going to define their season, really, aren't they? Really, I mean, if they have any chances of getting into Champions League, they probably have to get four points out of the next two games. You would like they to think they, they could afford to lose
0: to Liverpool as long as they beat Arsenal, yeah. That's, That's the thing for them, you know, it's like, you know, because you don't probably, not many teams go off and fancy beating Liverpool at the moment, to be fair. Yes, Arsenal are two points ahead of them, so Spurs really do need to, you know, try and get some up. But to keep themselves in the running, it's a must-win against Arsenal because, you know, you're going to think that Arsenal, you fancy them to beat Leeds at home. You fancy Liverpool to beat Spurs probably, although Spurs did Liverpool's number in earlier on in the season because Liverpool don't like how Spurs play because Spurs on the counter-attack Conte knows how to do it let their Liverpool full-backs go then get it in that gap and let the likes of Son Kulosevsky play it or get it to Kane's feet and he'll sort of just swirl it around the corner, so Spurs did have Liverpool's number in that, I think it was a draw though wasn't it at, um, at White Hart Lane, but um Spurs were definitely you know, the more effective team in that game, to be fair, and created a lot of chances and should have done better and won that game lately. Really. So I think you know Loop will be mindful of that. Um but yeah, it's it's a big match, you know. Like I said, if Spurs lose that game, they've got to go and win, beat Arsenal, and then they still need Arsenal to, to drop some points.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm thinking of maybe making Caps in a again because he's had such a good couple of game weeks recently it's hard to take out someone who's in that much form i know they're playing liverpool and arsenal but i still can see him scoring in both games just knowing the kind of player he is i mean he does scores happily against man city has scored against liverpool and past. gets you know can score against the best and the worst teams in the league so thinking about making him captain i've just to finish the team i've got ward Prowse currently sitting in there emmanuel dennis is currently in there only because so Walprous, uh, Southampton have got Brentford away, and Emmanuel Dennis of Watford have got Palace away and Everton at home. So I I don't look at Dennis and think oh Watford are going to get results here. I just think that I wonder if Dennis is going to put a lot of the reason why I brought him in was I was thinking is he going to be really going for it to try and get a good move in the summer. Stand out, you know, or has he done enough? I don't know. Maybe his agent's telling him you need to calm down, uh, Arsenal or someone like that. I don't know. One of the bigger teams might come in for him anyway. I don't know, but but the the tricky one I have is I've got Bowen on the bench and they're playing Norwich away, so I'm thinking of either replacing Ward Prowse or Dennis or maybe even Luca Dean, and bringing in Bowen because Norwich away, if if West Ham don't rotate, then you I know mean, that could be a a good game for him and then I've got Ivan Tony and Walker Peters again they've both got they're playing each other but they've they've both got good fixtures in the sense that they, they probably both fancy their chances so you know like I say should have should have played the bench boost I've actually still got my triple captain but I'm actually thinking of holding on to it till next week or the last game week because I've and I know it sounds negative but I've got a feeling you're going to beat me this game week and you're going to probably... Have you got any chips left? you have to wait until I
2: tell
1: you <laughs> <about> my... <mine. laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> well, anyway, in my mind, I'm thinking, if I've got a lead, I've got a lead going into this next game, this next head-to-head game week, right? So I'm thinking, if I keep my triple captain for the week after, I don't have a specific player I want to make triple captain at the moment. So therefore, next game week, or the week after that, that could be the difference between me winning the game week or not. I've got a feeling you're going to play yours this week. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, you never know, I might still want to play mine and then that might be the difference. You never know, mate. My games. You, you don't
0: know. <laughs> what, games indeed.
1: What have you got going on? Mate, your
0: mind games don't change what I'm doing this week, so don't <laughs> worry about that. So it's <laughs> fine. So yeah, I've, I'm playing my bench boost this week. My final chip is being played, which will mean I basically have dual game weeks with a lot of players. I'll have double game weeks with 10, 11, 12 lads. got Edison in goal. Then I've got Joel Matip, Virgil van Dijk, Cancelo. And then my only one without a dual game week is Collins at Burnley, who are home to Villa. Then midfield, Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, Madison, Gordon, Jamie Bardi and Pookie. Now Vardy's not been starting the last couple of league games. He started in the European game, and chances are he'll do that again. But they're at home of Everton and Norwich. He's definitely starting one of those games, and I can fancy him to get some of there. Then my bench. I've got McGovern in goal, who's not playing at the moment, so I am looking to try and sort some of there. But it will, will mean taking a hit, and because I'll have to take two players out to do that. Now, if that's the case, I'll get. I've got Brandon Williams. Will play. Gellhart, he's getting minutes for Leeds, but not much at the moment, to be fair. And to be fair, they're playing Arsenal and Chelsea, so I think he'll get a couple of minutes, but nothing much. But the, the key for me is I could get rid of Corne, who's on a yellow yellow sort of issue at the moment with a knee injury. I could get rid of Corney and McGovern, the keeper. I could bring in Pickford and Damari Gray to have three Everton and, well, you know, Everton, yeah, they're, they're away in both the games, so that doesn't only work well for them. But they're playing Watford and Leicester who are not in great form. So that, that could be an option for me. Have you had any thoughts on Richardson bringing him in? Yeah, no thoughts on Richardson. None. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know, I know he's had a decent game with you, but nah, just, I think with Everton, they're not going out there and scoring... Mass amounts of goals in games, you know the, you know the getting one nil wins at home, or you know one. All, I think you know they haven't scored more than a couple of goals behind that sort of um, Burnley game. They they lost that, so it's for me. He's not. I know he got the goal against Ever- Chelsea at the weekend, and he scored at home at Leicester. But I'm not. I'm not thinking him at the moment. I'd rather go with Bardi at this present time on that one, and I can't afford to have both of them. Both of them of them in. So, I'm hoping for Vardy. Brendan needs to start playing him. He's, you know, that player, he's not had many minutes in, in him for a while. Get him play. Get it. He's the one who can make your season finish on a high, is that lad? And by giving him minutes, hopefully his legs um, you know hold out for him. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, I think, you know, the big thing's going to be captain. Who do I pick for captain? Salah, De Bruyne, obviously are front runners, as always. But then, you know, do I. You know, do I Trying to be clever, Cancelo get a haul in. You know he's probably due one. You know, big Virgil at the back. Who knows? So you've got, I've got options. I mean, I think, but you know, Sal and De Bruyne are going to be the obvious choices. But and I think they'll both play both games. To be fair, so it's, I think City will be thinking, right? Two big wins here. Liverpool drops some points. It's all over. So it's um, you know, but we'll, we'll we'll see.
1: Time will tell. Well, I I definitely think if you're playing your bench boost this week, then I'm definitely not playing the triple captain. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're doing the right thing, to be fair. um, Because if I win this game week, then we'll square again. I'll probably go above you on overall points scored. Then you've got a great chance of getting the next game week win if you go for 37. Um, You know, you play your triple captain and get the win you know, chances are you'll go back above me on the overall points and then it goes to the last game shootout or you, you sort of save it on thirty seven and you save it for the last game and I mean it's a risk. But um you know I think it's it's one of those where it depends on, you know, what you've got that like game week, I suppose. I think, you know you know, game week thirty seven there is, you know, a couple of teams with double game weeks. Um, you know, Chelsea being one of them and that's probably um is it Chelsea? No, Chelsea don't have have it that game week and so yeah it just depends you know it's a tactical tactical move you're gonna have to play see see what happens
1: definitely mate definitely well are you lucky lucky listeners out there right now I mean you're there's so much to come you know we've got our head-to-head we've got the north versus south league we've got the north versus south cup you know we've got our head we've got our actual points difference you know it's just who would have funk it, eh? Coming down to three games to go and you couldn't pick a winner. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And honestly, guys, I swear to God, we have not rigged but this no. in any way to make this happen. I don't, I think, don't think we're that clever to do that. No, I'd love <laughs> nothing more than to annihilate
0: this side uh, this season and this be all over. with already. I mean, you know, I've already beaten a mate of mine with a with a head to head league with this team. So I'm, I'm like five game weeks up. I'm 15 points clear with. You know, three game weeks left. So I'm, I've already rubbed in his face, especially given I've only picked Northern team as well. So he's not very happy about that, but never mind.
1: <laughs> well, at least, yeah, I mean, you, you can take that winning mentality into this one and, and let's just see how we get on. But yeah, we, we, we have now got our last feature, which is a quiz. I have absolutely no idea what to expect because State has set this up for me. And, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's, uh, it's something that I'm sure will be a lot of fun. So, State, do you want to let us know what this is all about? A bit of a mixed bag, actually,
0: to be fair. So, I've started it and off with a, a North versus South accumulative. So, I'm going to give you three goalkeepers from the Team North, three from Team South, and then four defenders from each, four midfielders from each, and two forwards from each, because we're playing 4-4-2 four, four, fucking two this mm-hmm. week. It would have been a Mike, Mike Bassett-style. Um, and I'm gonna sort of give you these three players, and you're gonna just have to guess at who, the cumulative, do you think have got the most amount of points between them this season so far? Okay. Um, Perfect. Now, I'm not gonna put a fine on you for this because it's it's you know it's I'm not gonna be giving you the points and letting you do quick maths. Um, so I think you just gotta you know I'm just this will just be a bit of fun for you unless you're absolutely terrible at it and then I might just you know just take the piss out of you and do, make you do something. But nah. No fines, no fines. So so yeah. Um what I've done with this is that uh, I've not made it like oh just picking all the best things. So I've not been allowed to pick anyone from you know, you can't have two players from the top four clubs in 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 this accumulative. So I've sort of branched it out a bit. So I'll explain that as I go on. So for for the goalkeepers, I've picked team at the top, team in the middle and the team in the bottom, um, you know, and in the bottom three as well. Um for for, for, for that, and that's worked out well for, for both teams. So, goalkeeper in Team North is Edison um, for Man City. You've got Dubravka, Newcastle, and Tim Krul. So, those three accumulative points is what you've got to think about. And then the Team South is Ramsdale, Sanchez, and Ben Foster. Who do you think's got the most points accumulative between in those teams?
1: Mm. Um all right, so so in the in the north, we had Edison, we had Tim Cron. and who was the other one? Gabravka. Um Foster, Sanchez, and Ramsdale. Ramsdale. I think you'd be surprised how many clean sheets Foster's had and Ramsdale's
2: had. I and mean, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the North. (laughs) (laughs)
0: North is correct. 317 points in total for the North three and 308 for the team South. Um, Okay. Edison's got 144, Ramsdale 127, Cruel 88, Sanchez 114, Debravka 85, Ben Foster's just 67. So, yeah, good choice. So, with the defense, again, Picking like the highest scoring defender from 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 each basically, but I can only have two from the top half of the table and two from the bottom half, and only one from the top four. So you can't I can't be picking Trent VD VVD and that. So Trent's in there. Then I've got Connor Cody, Matt Target, and Michael Keane. Make sure he got it. Got <laughs> an, entry, an entry in here. And then Team South Defence, you've got Gabriella Arsenal, Matty Cash, Pucurella, and Guehi Palace. Who's accumulatively got the most there? It's got to be the South. Nope. Incorrect. Uh, I'm not Heath this time. You've, you've failed on that one. Um, Team North, 502 in total. Team South, 483. Trent with 202. Cody, 128. Target, 91 and Keen, 81. All the south of over hundred, but not quite enough. Gabriel one three four, Cash one three three, Cucurella one zero eight, Where he one zero eight. So um, not
2: quite. Yeah.
0: Team North midfielders. We've got Mo Salah, Bruno Fernandes, James Madison, and Rafina. And then we've got Team South: Sun, Bowen, James Ward-Prowse, and Connor Gallagher. Who's got the most?
2: Oh, Jesus well yeah it's tough i think Sun and salah kind of cancel each other out and then pushing out five yeah. seconds all right I'll, I'll go i'll go south correct south have yeah. 680
1: to
0: 671 i think the key well I mean, salah has got 256, Son 223, Fernandez 148, Bowen 177, seven, Madison one three five one four eight. 148 for board, Prowse, Rafida 132, and Gallagher 132. Like I said, I think the, the Bowen Fernandez thing was what made it. Yeah. There. And then the forwards, two north forwards, Cristiano Ronaldo and Timu Puke, and two south forwards, Harry Kane and Emmanuel Dennis.
1: hi this,
2: oh. this is very close this one by the way
1: i don't think you would allow me to enjoy any kind of watford success here so i'm going to go with with the north are uh, you incorrect oh. <laughs> 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 so,
2: 286
0: for ronaldo and pookie so ronaldo's got 158 pookie 128 and then Kane's got 160, two more than Ronaldo and Dennis has got 132, four more than Pukki. So, oh. yeah, 286, So, you got that all wrong. So, you're two out of two for that. Have you been smart enough to add up the the cumulative for those two teams? Was the North more or the South
1: more? I think the South were more, weren't they? No, the North were more <laughs> like that. <quality>. So, no. <laughs> question, the answer
0: to that question is no, I'm not that yeah. smart. No, you weren't right. So, quick fire last
2: few here um, for you. Most clean sheets this season: Tim Krul or Ben Foster? Ben Foster. No, Tim cool has got five. Ben Foster three. Damn, like you said,
0: no Watford, no Watford Payton. pleasure for you there still. So, who's the who's the cult hero leader in points? So, at the start of the season, we both had a player who was a two point wonder. We had Josh Brownhill, who we called Marcus, and we had Big Moose Sissoko. Um who's got the most fantasy points at this point at the moment?
1: I think it would be Sissoko.
0: You think wrong again. <laughs> Moose on seventy six, but Brownhill's recent few league calls, he's on eighty five now. He's on eighty five. He just had a ten point all in the it's week, barely, the two weeks before, been he had eleven points. So it would have been big moose, but Brown Hill's come to the party recently. So who's got the most assists this season in FPL? Jared Bowen or Trent Alexander Arnold?
1: I think that one's pretty straightforward. I think that's that's Bowen, isn't it?
0: Bowen, correct. Yeah. 14 for Bowen. Trent has got twelve. So yeah. More than a thought, word, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's um yeah, it's quite close, quite close. Right then, so Last couple is an ownership round, so three uh, four ownership rounds. So goalkeeper-wise, who has currently got the more, a higher ownership
1: percentage? Ben Foster, Aaron Ramsdale, or Edison? Yes, I, I think it's Foster because he's so cheap. I reckon everyone's got him as their backup keeper. Very true. 19.8%, and it's 18 for Ramsdale, Edison
0: 12.1%. So, yeah. That's um the current one. Finally a so, want for success. Yeah, well done, you. Well done. <laughs> Defenders
2: wise, Cancelo or trent. Um that's a good one. Um I think I think it might be Trent because I think Yeah, I'll go I'll go with Trent. Not quite. Cancelo
0: 40.7, Trent
1: 38.8. I I assume, thinking about it, that maybe the Trent owners have kind of dropped down to Cancelo to get some money back maybe. But, yeah, I can't imagine that Cancelo was that heavily owned a couple of weeks ago. But people are trying to make the most of the money, I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: No, I agree, mate. I agree. So the last two. Saka,
2: Sun or Mount, who's owned by the most? I'm going to go with Saka. Correct.
0: Well done. 29.4%. Sun, 26.4%. Mount, 23. Good work. Good work. And then finally,
2: Antonio, Ronaldo, Dennis or Kane? I would say... Kane. No, Dennis. Twenty-eight point four percent. Still, wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, massive. So yeah, so yeah, mate. That that completes the quiz. Well done. I think you did all right. I think you were about fifty percent there. Well done.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's patronising or uh, genuine, but I'll take it either <laughs> way. <laughs> Brilliant! Brilliant. Ah, oh, well,
0: good stuff, mate. Well, now it's been good. Thank you very much for letting me do another quiz with you. No punishment this time around. Um, no. So don't worry about that.
1: Happy days, mate. Happy days. To be honest, I'm 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 pretty disappointed, to be honest. I think that I, I could have done a lot better. But at the same time, it is what it is. And yeah, it's been a fantastic podcast as usual. We've thrown a lot in there this week. And I hope you guys enjoy it. There's just, like I said earlier, we've got so much to get excited about in this kind of, Game week's coming up. We've got, like I said, we've got the cup, we've got the league, we've got our head-to-head, we've got our points difference. So guys, there's no excuses. You have to join us for the the next couple of podcasts and, and yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated on how it's going. But this game week, it's going to be a big one. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who have got a lot of chips outstanding and there's going to be a lot of expectations to get some big, big points, maybe even triple figures. So, all I say, guys, is, um, you know, good luck for this game week. If you do want to get in contact with us, just remember that we're we're both on Twitter and we've got our North versus South uh, Twitter page as well, which is at FPLMVS. Uh, State is on there and he's at FPL underscore Northerner and I am at FPL Southerner, all one word. So please get in contact with us. Um, I would really, really like to know How, you know, the best head-to-head strategy when it comes to chips, if you've got all three chips left over, so if you've got a bench boost, triple captain, and a free hit, how to attack the last three fixtures of a a head-to-head if you're going to go into the playoff be really interested to know, guys, so please let me know if you can think of any uh, good suggestions. (laughs) Um, Begging. Begging. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, it just leads me to say, you know, good luck at the game week, and um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you, State, in fact.
0: Same to you, pal. Same to you. Enjoy.